You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to West of Broadway, a celebration of musical theater on the West Coast. I'm radio host and theater enthusiast Lara Scott, joined by celebrity publicist and Broadway veteran Will Armstrong. And we're back from our summer break, right? We're back to school. I have missed you so much, Lara. How are you? How was your vacation? Thank you so much. Well, I've missed you too. We went to Yosemite. We went hiking. And uh, for most of it, I was hiking carrying a 140-pound child or 150-pound sure. child. So it was just, I don't know how restful it was, but it, it was wonderful. It was a working vacation. A working out vacation. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's it's really good to be back. Did you see any shows or anything, like, in the past, what, two months? No, I've we been. Talked? Okay, so you know I moved to Burbank. Yes. So I've been doing a lot of stuff around the house, which yes. I've been very, very excited nesting. about. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm nesting. And um, we went home to Boston for about two weeks for the 4th of July. which oh, was fun. And we went to Provincetown. It was incredible. It was great. And got to see my family, which I don't get to see enough of. And so it was wonderful. But now I'm back, and it's all about West of Broadway and uh, – can we talk about what we're doing tomorrow? Yes, we can talk about what we're doing no. tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> you called me the other day. Um, Lara called me the other day, and she told us that um, we were invited to go see Hamilton. Yeah, so. we're going to opening night of Hamilton. Will? Here at the Pantages Theater. I'm, like, scared to tell it because everybody's like, hey, if you get tickets to Hamilton. No. And I'm like, um. Can I just say that I'm honored that you would choose? <laughs> uh, <I'm laughs> Thank so, you well, so much. My husband wanted to go because yeah. I had texted Will. I was like, I'm so like, he's my partner in every Broadway show. Like, this is the one show my husband wants to go to. Well, my husband didn't really realized it was really long and there were like 46 songs on the soundtrack <laughs> so because I played in the soundtrack well he's like well you know maybe does Will still is he free could you text him right now and this is when I dragged him to Neil Diamond so he's like I think I'll oh, okay. stay home and watch the kiddos yeah. so oh, yeah well, so we have him, him to thank me. yeah and, and I, I will take one so for the team gladly yes. You suffer through Hamilton. Yeah, so we're excited, and we'll come back soon and do something about opening night of Hamilton and talk about the show, which I'm sure is going to be incredible. What's your favorite song from the soundtrack, by the way? Okay, so here's the thing. I I mean, I've done my best to stay away from it because years and years ago, when I the first time when I was a kid and I saw Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. I had memorized the soundtrack before, and it took me out of the production. So when I want to see a sh- – there's a show I really, really want to see, I – like – I completely stay away from it as much as I can. I mean, I love the Kelly Clarkson song that she sings from the that. Oh, on the mixtape. Yeah, yeah. But um, I try. I mean, I, I'm familiar. I, I just yeah. I think I that's kind of brilliant, song. though, because I mean, and they have been shushing people. I think that are belting it out. Mm-hmm. You know, people have paid top dollar for the tickets, and someone's like, "I have that," you know, <laughs> sounding like me, and not someone on the stage, not one of the Skyler sisters. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be fun. I think that's a great way to experience it, well, because that way it's like you know the hype, whatever. You yeah. just go well, into it and I'm enjoy love it, it. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so but it's gonna be a, an original. 
first time experience for me, literally. Cool. But let's get down to the business. business. (laughs) Jinx. Buy me Coke. Okay, go for it. What would you say if I told you that there was a group of some of the finest musical theater artists here in Los Angeles producing stage concert readings, that's with book in hand, of Broadway's Forgotten Gems and Undiscovered Treasures? I would say let's get tickets right now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But, um... It's even cooler than that. You see, these members, they represent, I think, over 100 Broadway shows, and as well as Broadway national tours, countless regional productions, cast recordings, solo albums, you name it. But um, these are some of the most talented like performers here in Los Angeles. But the most interesting thing about this whole uh, process is that they produce these musicals in just under 25 hours. Okay, so I remember when we started this podcast and I was asking about rehearsing. You're like, you're constantly rehearsing. On your day off, you're rehearsing. You're doing three shows. So how can somebody do a show in 25 hours? They throw that How's out that the window. Possible? Like, yeah, yeah. It's Well, first off, you get the cream of the crop, the best of the best, mm-hmm. you know, people who know their craft inside and out, and then you just put them up for the challenge. And everybody that's part of it is ready for it, you know? So it's like everybody jumps in, ready to dedicate this 25-hour block to getting this taken care of. It's like that show 24. Remember, where it's like the most intense day of your life. Yeah, plus one. And we're going to talk about um, all of that with our guests today. Um, Musical Theater Guild's Wendy Rosoff and Will Collier. Yay. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome. I was telling Will, I was looking at your bios, and Will, I was saying, oh, my gosh, you did Voices for Finding Dory. And uh, you did Cars 3, which is so exciting. And, Wendy, you've been all over TV and all these shows, and you were in 42nd Street with Will uh, on the East Coast, which we will get to. I was like, you two had the credits of 20 people between you. So <laughs> no joke, we were talking cream of the crop doing this incredible work. So let's dive right in. And can you tell us just a little bit about the Musical Theater Guild and how it all got started? All right, I'll take this. Uh, Musical Theater Guild, we've been around for 22 years. It started off as um, a group of actors in Los Angeles doing living room readings of some of their favorite old shows that never get produced anymore. Um, went from there to, to uh, they had... Audiences wanted to come see it. They started the Pasadena Playhouse on dark nights, on Monday nights. They would uh, set up on whatever set was there at Pasadena Playhouse and just put up chairs and do this reading of, uh, you know, rarely done old musicals. I mean, how many musicals are produced every year on Broadway? And how many musicals then have long runs and that we know of today? You know, like Wicked is still running and et cetera. But what about all the shows that opened alongside Wicked that we don't do anymore? Exactly. Um, that don't get done regionally, and, and for whatever reason, those are the shows that, that MTG um, wants to keep alive and, and bring to life. So uh, it started 20 years ago. We still have a lot of the founding members of the group that are a part of the company, and we we produce these shows for one-night concert readings um, for to honor the show and also to uh, to allow audiences to see the show. So we're kind of like a, not a museum piece because it still has commercial, you know, uh, relevance in today in today's culture, but uh, these shows aren't getting seen otherwise. They're not getting heard. They're not getting seen. Musical theater is a is an art form that happens in real time with an audience. Uh, it's not the same to go watch a video of it in uh, in the basement of Lincoln Center, which is kind of the only place in the world that you can see these shows. They do have an archive there. Um, so you're all essentially historians. We're know. historians, yeah. Exactly. We all have PhDs in musical theater. <laughs> exactly. So what exactly is the process for putting together a show in 25 hours? Well, it starts It starts well before the 25 hours of rehearsal. Sure. Um, it starts with hiring some of the best directors in town, best music directors, best choreographers, uh, uh, you know, months in advance. And they all set aside two weeks prior to the show where they're going to be just devoted to this show. So that 25 hours is made up of two music rehearsals where everybody learns all their parts and then takes them home and studies like heck. 
And then there is three staging rehearsals. Those are five-hour days in which we stage act one the first day, stage act two the second day, run it on Saturday and get a few notes to go home and think about. On Sunday, we go to the theater. We have the last three hours of rehearsal are our only opportunity to do it with lights and sound and tech. Um, on stage at the Alex Theater, and then we and then we do the show Sunday night. It sounds terrifying, but also really fun it's and exciting. Super exciting! It's super exciting. It's one of the only times that you find yourself just firing on all cylinders because it's asking that of you. And for me, I'm a newer member of MTG, um, and one of the reasons I fell in love with it was because I walked into this rehearsal process, and all of a sudden I was like, oh. Here are my people doing what I love to do. Everybody is operating at the top of their game, and they're asking that of everybody in the room, and everyone is delivering. And that is such an exciting thing to be a part of, and it's very rare that you're surrounded by by like-minded individuals and everybody's in it to win it, and it's membership-based, and everybody's doing it just for the love of it. It's it's super exciting. That's so, it almost sounds like a, like a triathlon, you know, for a stage <laughs> performer <laughs> like yep. here. We're, we're going exactly. for it, and it's nonstop. Yeah. So since I, you know, I've, I was joking with Will one time, I'm like, well, I was in The King and I in high school, and I was in Peter Pan as a kid, but, you know, I, I'm just somebody who loves theater, and I'm so excited to learn all. It's such an honor to be talking with you guys. So for someone like me, what's the difference um, between uh, a, a fully staged show and then the readings that you guys do? Like, what would be some... Yeah, to start with, I mean, we have scripts in our hand. So that that is one of the kind of lines in the sand of a concert reading. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not all incredibly familiar with all of the material, but at all times you'll see somebody, except when there's um, a choreographed number going on, um, everybody will have scripts in hand. Um, And it's a pared-down kind of scenic situation where there's only representative pieces on stage so maybe a block and some tables so there are no set pieces flying in nothing like that which no actually, flying helicopters <laughs> no, flying helicopters. Yeah, no <laughs> flying helicopters you know I also kind of fell in love with that notion too because what that does is it deconstructs the piece to the point of here's the story Here's right. the glorious music. Here are the dance breaks and the dance numbers happening and it's not being covered up with all of these elements that we, you know, we kind of get used to. So so would you say it's similar to when you're watching a movie and there's subtitles? Like after a while you forget the subtitles and you just enjoy you just forget you don't see the scripts after a while. Absolutely. Cool. I think so. Yeah. And I think it also asks our audiences imaginations to kick in and I think they do. I yeah. really think they do. We have uh, we have hundreds of subscribers that come to our shows that have been seeing them year after year and they wow. they come because you know they're they're not they're not distracted by the scripts they're loving the they're loving seeing these shows and the, and and they know the shows are in good hands you will you will definitely hear this show uh, as well sung as as you ever will i guarantee that now, do you do you cleverly disguise the scripts like behind a potted plant, or are they just right there in your? They head? are right there yeah. in your hand. That and they yeah. disappear. They dis- I mean, they it disappear to the an audience. Extension. Right, it becomes mm-hmm. an extension exactly. of our hands. Cool. Yeah. And so, what makes the the MTG stand out or be or different from other Southern California companies that produce stage re- readings? For one, we are fully um, run by our members, and those members are uh, all Actors Equity, and have credits of. Uh, over a hundred Broadway shows and national tours, um, and and of course a ton of regional work as well under their belts. So it's um, it's just kind of the cream of the crop of of musical theater talent in Los Angeles all getting together with this shared goal. Uh, Our members and alumni have been Tony Award nominated, Drama Desk Award nominated, um, and 
and it is actor-based. So even people that are doing production coordinator work for this particular show, they are actors who have volunteered to go into this position. So it also it asks us to stretch ourselves, which we do all the time within the body of the membership. If this is the being a part of this company is the first time I've ever sat behind a table in a casting session, sure. for instance. Uh, first time I've ever made calls to rehearsal spaces, to book stuff. First time I've ever had a hand in producing things. Wow. And so, uh, and and we're approaching everything as as actors. So we're approaching everything as, uh, you know, what would I if I were if I were in this cast of this show, what would I want? What would I want to do with this? And so let's make that happen. This is what I picture really talented people like you, Wendy and Will, doing just like on a Saturday when you get together. Like, let's stage an old show <laughs> and just read it, you know, right here in the living room. So I feel like I'm like coming to a show like this would almost be like getting a glimpse into this other world and being a part of something really special. Because like you were saying, it's one night only. So with one night only, it seems like it's really important to pick the right script or the right show. So what's the criteria for an MTG show when you guys start looking at, okay, what's our next one going to be? You know, there's there are a lot of criteria. I think the main one is that it's not something that we will that we've seen recently or we'll see in the near future being produced by any of the regional houses in, in Southern California or anywhere really. We don't want to do uh, Oklahoma as as right. lovely a show as Oklahoma is. That's going to see a production every year at regional houses because it's got the name recognition. So we will go for more obscure things for that reason. Now that can be old shows that are uh, that were big hits. 40 years ago and that aren't done anymore. It can also be newer shows that ran for two months off-Broadway two years ago, and not off-Broadway. I take that back. Broadway. It's got to, be, it's got to have been a Broadway show, but it could, it could have run for 30 performances on Broadway two years ago, and, and it hasn't had its West Coast premiere. We actually have two, what I believe are the, if not the Los Angeles, I think maybe the West Coast premieres in our upcoming season, Very cool. um, that were newer shows that just haven't... Uh, haven't found their way into regional productions yet. And what that's, are they? Can you say? That's Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Yes. And uh, Honeymoon in Vegas. Very oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Do Jason we have Robert all the Brown Elvises show. like come out with Honeymoon in Vegas? <laughs> well, we'll have, we'll have all the Elvises, <laughs> whether they fly out of the of an airplane. Exactly. Um, that I can't guarantee. You just have someone going, <laughs> like make the airplane sound. They'll run that's onto so stage cool. with yeah. their scripts <laughs> like wings, probably. Right. <laughs> so I, right. I have a question. So years ago, I saw um, a, repri- a reprise production of Damn Yankees, and they did a reinterpretation where the show was set in the 1980s. Like, what right. is your approach to each piece, and is MTG trying to present forgotten shows as is or working towards like a modernized or um, imp- improved theme? The goal is to present them as is, as close to its original form as possible in order to honor that material. Mm-hmm. So no, we're not kind of reinventing the wheel every time <laughs> we approach that work. And we also don't have time to. Sure. Um, but it's it's such a it's such an important part of the history of musical theater and so rarely done. So we try and take that purest route. That said, I, th- I would say the only exception to that is that we do strive for uh, for diverse casting. Mm-hmm. So we're still telling the story. We're not updating it into you know 1980s whatever if it's if it was set in the 40s. Right. Um, but we're also not you know we're also committed to to that kind of diversity Absolutely. on our stage. Seems Absolutely. like that would be kind of a fun challenge, like update Phantom of the Opera for the 1980s. You know, I mean, obviously <laughs> it did come out in the 80s, but it was set you know a long time ago. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So I want to jump in really quick and sure. just uh, rewind a couple of years to Will Armstrong and Wendy. When you guys yeah. first met on 42nd Street in, in the play 42nd Street right. on Broadway. On 42nd Street. Yes. Yeah. On 42nd yeah. Street. Yeah. On 42nd Street. Yeah. In yeah. and on. So what was, how did you guys first get to know each so, other? So um, I had actually been part of the original 
original cast of the revival of 42nd Street, and I had left the show to move to Los Angeles. Um, and in the interim, Will, were you on the tour? No. I can't remember. Okay, so um, in the time that I was gone, Will had been hired to join the Broadway cast. Yep. And um, one of the gals in the ensemble injured herself. And so I got a call, and this is the nice part about doing a show like 42nd Street. You're part of a family forever. Um, and so I got a phone call um, asking me if I would be willing to come into the show for a small period of time while she nursed her injury. So I was like, yeah, sure. So I flew back to the city, and you know, all of the all of the kind of usuals were there, and then there was this new crop of amazing faces that had come into the show while I was gone. Um, and that was a great experience because I had been away. I came back, same show, but I was doing a different part in the show. So I had to learn new things. So my mind was working. I was really excited to be there. And um, Will had this adorable dog. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> I know. And I had a dog that I brought with me too, Bruno. Bruno was actually the yep. very first 42nd Street dog. Yep. And so we bonded because we were the pooch people in the yep. in the cast. And um, Will, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you do, but Will is also an amazing artist. And so I he didn't was, know oh that. Oh, my God. He's an amazing artist. Wow. So he drew all of us and presented them to us as gifts, um, us in the show. Um, kind of like, not um, animate, not... Um, uh, like, kind of like pinup. They were inspired yeah. by pinup, like yeah, Vargas. exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Just like Vargas. Wow. And they're just gorgeous. You have to see his work. Oh, anyway. Thank you. So, no, I'll never forget that. Oh, that's... Well, it, 42nd Street was seriously one of the most special times of my life. But I will never forget working with Wendy because when you start... In 42nd Street, one of the first things they do is they say, because the ensemble is a, one of the major roles and uh, cast ca characters in they the show. They say it's the star of the show. Yes, the is the ensemble. So they like pick a name, pick a backstory, pick a through line. Like, so like you're going to go on a journey. And so I, I danced very close to Wendy and I watched her every single night in this fully realized, developed character that was so inspiring. And so it was like a, it was like a master class. I was just going to say, it sounds like you, you got to study with oh, a master, it, like a well, dance right next to her. Our first our yeah. first um, uh, show of, of uh, West of Broadway when we had Lori Wells on. Mm -hmm. And remember we were talking about how she was such an Even when she was on stage and it, the scene wasn't about her, right. she was entertaining without pulling focus. Right, she's having conversations across exactly. the bar, even and with no dialogue. It's a, it's a yeah. special skill that not everyone has mm -hmm. of being engaged, being part of it, being present, because people in the audience, like they may be following the story or they may just be enjoying the whole spectacle. And Wendy is just a master of just losing herself in the role and serving the piece in a way like I'd never seen before. So, oh, I, yeah. I want to see you, you dance. So oh my gosh. Okay. All right. We're just going to dance right now. <laughs> okay. No, great. But, you know, since you are a dancer, how much dancing choreography are in the musical uh, theater guild shows? So it really depends. It's show per show. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's what each show asks for. And also with the amount of time, there are limitations to it, obviously. But there's choreography for sure. Um, and as I said, I am new to musical theater guild and the first show that I came in to do was a show called Promises Promises which is um, based on the Neil Simon film uh, or screenplay The Apartment and um, the music is by Burt Bacharach and it's this really Ooh. funky amazing score and um, there's a number in there called Turkey Lurkey which is really strange and amazing and awesome and a woman named Donna McKechnie originated the role that um, I got hired to play and our choreographer was like alright we're doing it and we're like well, okay so <laughs> Will has already mentioned to you kind of the limitations with which we were mm -hmm. working and um, 
we got staged the first time we all saw each other to do a dance rehearsal was late on Friday afternoon and the show is on Sunday and so (laughs) yeah I can imagine like the choreography for something called turkey lurking I know right right. exactly exactly (laughs) so it was one of those things too where like I went home, I worked on it, and when you start, well, I'm sure you know this experience, when you start learning choreography, you dream about the choreography. Oh. Yeah, the choreography is like slipping into your, the deeper parts of your mind, and so it's, it's like a nightmare in that way because you just you can't escape the choreography in your until sleep you're ready. Like, yeah literally no. just working it out working it out um and like i said just super intense but so satisfying to be part of because when you finish that number or something like that you're like that that just happened that really you happened yeah. yeah and now you know how far you can push your dancers <laughs> yes exactly for our upcoming production of sugar which wendy's choreographing Ooh. right okay tell us about sugar Okay, so Sugar is based on the film Some Like It Hot. Um, Because the character's name was Sugar. Exactly. Marilyn Monroe was Sugar. Yeah, it's a great story. Um, And Sugar ran on Broadway, and it was originally starring, was it Tony Roberts and Robert Morris? Maybe. 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 Don't quote us on that. (laughs) But at any rate, um, it's based on the film. And it's just a wonderful story. You know, gangsters and um, lots of great jazz music and men in drag and what more could you ask for? Exactly. With some wiggles. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's super fun. Um, And there'll definitely be some, there'll definitely be some choreography in there. I got to add some tap in there, of course, because, you know gotta have it Heck yeah. and uh they're gangsters you can't resist some dancing gangsters and showgirls and whatnot so yeah i'm gonna be throwing as much as i possibly can at them so like the best be show ever yeah <laughs> so that, that's coming up when when is that happening so it opens on september 24th oh and my closes goodness. september and 24th, closes yeah. september 24th. <laughs> <laughs> don't miss that on purpose yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 one night yeah. only on purpose exactly and then how do well you know we'll get into that in just a second but i know will you wanted to ask about famous alumni yeah. like people yeah. that have come through and worked with you guys over the past sure. two decades sure I mean, right off the top, what comes to mind, who comes to mind, actually, is um, Beth Malone, who played Allison in Fun Home, and Stephanie Block, who, I mean, has just done so many amazing... Love her. We'll talk about, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Um, I think her most recent Broadway credit was Falsettos. She played Trina in Falsettos, but she's just majestic, and I'm sure Will has... Um, I mean, Adam Lambert was in the ensemble of one of our shows. (laughs) I know a lot of musical theater kids that did shows with Adam back when he was uh, back in his his young days. Um, We also have Eric Anderson, who who is just in every Broadway show right now running. Uh, Lenny Wolp, Susan Watson, one of the founders of of our company, was the original Kim in Bye Bye Birdie. The the original, original. Original Louisa and the Fantastics. I want to clap after every name. I know, no, it's just amazing. They they are the gems. (laughs) They were like individual gems in the crown, yeah. Do you guys have any unexpected stories from like what? Like what happens because with the, with so little production and just like trial by fire, like there yeah. must be crazy things that happen. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, when you're when the performance is the second time you're running the full <laughs> show in the theater in that space, yeah, things things happen. Funny things happen, and that's kind of that's kind of part of I, th- I think a lot of audiences favorite part about sure it's like about a these shows. yeah <laughs> exactly so you know script swapping will happen we, we hold our scripts but you know you put them down for the dance number and then you pick up a script and it might not be yours somebody else might have grabbed <laughs> oh, that's it that's hilarious yes. so that's yeah. definitely happens uh we had one of our one of our founders was playing the lead in in shenandoah and um 
and and was off stage for a really quick turnaround and, and he and he looked down and his script wasn't in his hand so he asked one of his fellow actors he said is that is that my script do you have that and his mic hadn't been turned off because the sound guy was this was his second chance to see the show so he was up at the board and he hadn't turned him off in time um mm-hmm. But yeah, you feel like you get a little glimpse into something like it was special when you were there. I think I actually really enjoy that. You know, I I know as an audience member, I love seeing that last dress rehearsal or that first preview of a show where you're like, ooh, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. I think our our shows definitely have that element to it as well. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, none of those. Well, I've had in almost every show that I've been in, I've been in about 14 of the shows now uh, in the last in the last eight years. Um, what's great is it's only really for me. It's it's a weekend of time. Really, it's a lot of homework leading up to it. But it's a weekend of time, and I get I get to be in this show with these amazing people and feel like I'm on Broadway for the night. So I, any time that I can make myself available for the shows, either to play a role that I've always had my eye on, or just to be in the ensemble and just be part of it, so, I'm there. I mean, so is this one of the only theater companies that like the entire cast is like union is equity? So out of membership, everybody is union. And yes, I think that we are the only company that does that are membership-based company. But we also do invite in guest artists per show. And we can bring in non-union folks as guest artists. Yeah. Yeah. And we do that because... That's such an honor. Wow. Because everybody everybody in our company is is working and all over the place and raising families or whatnot. So, So... Every show has a uh, has a couple of slots that aren't filled by company members, and and that's also how we meet new members. Is we is guest artists come and join us, and uh, if they if they can f- roll with being shot out of a cannon and and do this show with a <laughs> smile on their face, and uh, and come out happy, then then more likely than not they'll uh, they'll continue on as an associate member and then a full member of the company. I feel like I they just, would get hooked. Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say I remember when I was first starting out too, and I. I was doing these jobs that were just so overwhelming and there were so many prestigious people in them. And it that's how I learned. You mm-hmm. know, this is such an art form of watching and observation. Passing and on. that's yeah. passing it forward. And, and that is how you learn by being in the room. So being, how, like you, you mentioned membership and stuff, like how can someone listening learn more about MTG? How Either to come see the show or to come be a part of the show or to donate to the show or to the, the organization to keep it going? Well, thank you for asking. Well, uh, they can visit our website, which is musicaltheaterguild.com, and it's theater, R-E. Um, musicaltheaterguild.com, that has, that has a link to donate. It has the link to, uh, to, to sign on to a mailing list to receive um, our audition listings, our audition breakdowns. Very cool. Um, and it has our archives and, and our, a list of our membership with all the credits there and all the information about the upcoming shows and how to get tickets. And you can buy them either individually or you can do a subscriber pass really? for the season as well. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Let's go, Will. I know. Let's exactly. do it. <laughs> Come on, please go. Well, yeah. now that I live in the valley, like, I could just, just so cool. to the well, yeah. And you guys are at the beautiful Alex Theater, yes. the beautiful Art Deco Alex Theater on Grand Boulevard. Like, what a perfect-sized venue and beautiful place to it perform. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, One awesome. thing we also love about the Alex is that it is it, it does give us the space to um, bring students into the shows. We have educational outreach, um, so we bring high school students into every show. We also have high school and college students that are uh, that are interns on every show and so are with us behind the scenes, backstage. Um, and this year, I think there's actually going to be students joining us on stage. That's part um, of a new initiative that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. we have a new we have a new uh, partnership with the 
Relativity school. school. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. So, uh, so we bring students in, and there's there's plenty of space to to seat them in the balcony, and we you know, and we always give them a shout out at the beginning of the show, and that's a good way to start with a big scream from the. Where do you go, high balcony. school? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, as as Will said, uh, for more information about Musical Theater Guild, you can go to musicaltheaterguild.com, and we'll be sure to post this information on our site, westofbroadwaypodcast.com, and on our social media channels. Yes, and I have one final question for Will because you have a 19 month old baby. Yes. <laughs> girl what's tougher caring for the baby over a weekend or putting together a show in 25 hours oh good question <laughs> would i be caring for for campbell by myself that weekend like, yes like all on solo, your own yes solo. no extra pair of hands or anything yeah um I think caring for Campbell was, <laughs> but just because I've done a lot of MTG shows now, yeah, so I'm really get that down. yeah. But you yeah. didn't have to do the turkey lurkey. So. No, I didn't have to do the turkey lurkey, but I still do lose sleep because I, with with music, is the same way with mm-hmm. as choreography yeah. might be. Like I find myself for the two weeks running up to the show, I'm waking up at three in the morning with this song, you know, going through my head. It's amazing how our how our brains and instruments and everything work. They really, uh, it really has to go on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's working out solutions for you, even when you sleep. Yeah. Right. Training the choreography, and you've got the music. So thank you so much. Wendy Rossoff, am I saying that correctly? Yeah, sure. Wendy Rossoff, and we'll call you again. Yay. Yay. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of our show. We want to thank you guys for uh, sharing your love of this art form and the wonderful work that you're doing. Yes, and if you're around on September 24th, make sure you go see Sugar at the Alex Theater in Glendale. I know it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Absolutely. So that's it. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Will Armstrong. And I'm Lara Scott. And as always, if you're looking for us, you can find us just west of Broadway. It's time to go to bed. And she goes, um, no thanks. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.